What's going on? Welcome to the Power 5 Podcast. This is the podcast where we take a topic and we rank it. And this week, we are tackling the top five movie lines of all time. My name is Kevin, and believe it or not, I'm back in the saddle hosting once again. And guys, we thought we were going to have everybody back from vacation. Todd went to Disney World in Los Angeles. Colin's still in Arkansas. We thought he was on the flight home today, but unfortunately he's not. He's still working on every roof out in Arkansas at the Holiday Inn Expresses as well. Christian and New Smyrna Beach, you guys are like peanut butter and jelly. And then I just <laughs> got back from Hawaii where even poop smells like pineapple. Gentlemen, it's good to see everybody. Colin, we still miss you. I know you've renegotiated your contract and you're locked in for tomorrow night, hopefully. But anyways, guys, it's good to see everybody. It feels like it's been at least a month. Well, it has because I've been alone in the studio. It's been cold and it's been lonely, but it's great to see your faces. Kevin not wearing his got to be hair product tonight. I guess we can't shout them out. Uh, really sad about that. But it's just good to see you back back in the saddle. As my favorite Aerosmith song says, back in the saddle again. Am I right? Tom? And how about the job that Christian That's did over those, over those past few weeks editing and uh, having those episodes out there for us? Great job, CG. I, I think you edited that. at least like a dozen, love. probably. Ten, I think. I counted oh, back. Man. But since May the 8th drop. So, yeah, a couple couple months worth. Fantastic job. Stuff. Appreciate Fantastic. that. But we're not alone. No, right? no, man. We've got an incredible guest joining us this week. Todd, that means you're off the halftime hot seat. But, guys, we've got man. former PGA Tour professional, current host of PGA Tour Live on ESPN+. Plus. Host of One Shot Away, which is a docuseries you can find on CBS following the Corn Ferry Tour professionals. And then the host of the Tourbound podcast. You can find that anywhere you get your podcast. Guys, we've got straight from Australia, Mr. James Nitties. James, thank you for joining us tonight. Oh, thanks for uh, scratching the barrel just to get me on uh, to to kind of talk movies and move on one is with you. I don't, don't know where that DM was coming from. But I'm excited and uh, happy to be part of the show. This is going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate you responding to the DMs. Uh, you know, I told you if if the DM is open and and you're involved in sports or show business in any kind, man, uh, there's a good chance that the Power Five Pod is going to find you, man. And and we certainly did. But obviously, we're ranking movie lines this week. And, and we'll get to that in just a second, but I feel like we got to talk a little bit of golf. You know, I told you about Colin, unfortunately he's not here tonight, but you know, he will listen to this episode, James. Do you have any pointers for Colin? He's only 36, but he's hitting from the ladies tees. I mean, anything you can do to help the guy get a little bit more distance on his drive. <laughs> um, maybe some aiming fluid of the uh, alcoholic kind that always helps. Um, <laughs> if it comes down to a pure tip, like a golfer's tip for all the amateurs out there, if you think you can hit a club at perfect distance, just put it away and take one extra. Because I'm sick of hearing guys that I play that have never played the game before. They're like, oh, I hit a pitching wedge 130 yards. And I'm like, all right, buddy, just grab an eight iron then because you never get that there. So just uh, Take extra club, have a good time, and if you really want to get good, just practice. But uh, as long as you enjoy it, really, uh, it, it just doesn't get better than that. You know, that's sound advice because I actually played golf last week, and it was the number was 175 on a par three, and I was like, oh, yeah, six irons the club, six irons the club. And, yeah, it fell about 15 yards short. <laughs> yeah, it's always, it's, it's always about not how far you can hit it, but what is the average that you hit it? So – 
whatever your five, six irons, just average that out and whatever it works out to be, that's your yardage. That's right. Just want to know, you know, what, what is the best course that you've ever played at? Like you've played everywhere, Kevin, you just played in Hawaii recently. Right. But I want to know from you, you know, James, like what is the course that you love? Like one course, everyone's got to play it. Maybe something you played on tour. What is the one? Well, I'm biased, obviously, from Australia, if you haven't picked up on the accent. But uh, <laughs> Kingston Heath, it's uh, in Melbourne on the Sandbelt. And uh, they've got a President's Cup coming up in 2028, I think. So you'll be able to see it on TV. But uh, that would be my favourite all-time course if I had to play every day. But over here, you, you said I played a couple of years on the PGA Tour. It's, it's more the event that made this course fun for me and that was the waste management like at TPC Scottsdale just being able to play that course and that 16th hole with you know 20,000 people feeling like I was in a football stadium as a golfer that was uh, one of the experiences that I'll never never forget it was absolute mayhem and I think I birdied it in the third round in the afternoon and I've never heard a louder roar on a golf course so you know it's not the most flashiest course when the tournament's not there but you know that and probably tpc uh sawgrass once again just it's almost for me those courses are just unbelievable to play um with people watching but kingston heath in australia that's uh that's my favorite i love that you know we had a guest (laughs) offer to bring us out to vegas but i'm feeling maybe a trip to melbourne guys what are you what are you feeling Oh man, that Ooh. flight, that yeah. flight we'll bring would the be clubs. brutal. <laughs> Tell you what, we'll get you over to South Carolina. Much easier. Hey, little Qantas right. Airlines. Todd's the frequent flyer of the group. Yeah, there we man, go. I like That's that. Right. Well, man, we've put it to you and asked you to, to give us a few topics that you were really, really interested in, man. And you were, you were definitely treading to the, to the movie side of things with, with most of the ideas that you came up with. Oh, Obviously yeah. you're a movie guy, man. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, just growing up, uh, look, playing golf, you're on the road so much, uh, kind of lonely, and you find yourself in a lot of movie theaters, you know, it's especially in the summer in the middle of America when you, I was playing mini tour events, you're just trying to get off the course and in somewhere air conditioned. And I don't know, like everyone just growing up, I just I loved movies. And I wouldn't call myself a connoisseur, like I'm not going to be able to recite every single movie that's uh, won an Oscar or be able to tell you, you know, the the hard facts, but just I, I get lost in movies. Um, I, I love characters. I love believing I could have been a failed actor. Yeah, I just, I love movies, all shapes and sizes. And I always watch movies when I'm flying to tournaments and uh, now doing broadcasts. But yeah, it's just something I've had a passion for. And, and I love sitting down with the boys or the girls and just like debating certain parts, certain actors, certain roles or certain storylines. And, you know, once again, nothing too crazy, but just uh, just having fun with it and, and getting lost in the story and out of the real world. Oh, yeah. Is there a movie that you kind of like grew up with, like Colin, who's not on the pod? I don't know if you know the movie The Sandlot. You know, he, he would want to get a quote from that tonight. I feel like you're killing me, Smalls, or something like that. Is there a movie that you feel like kind of talks about, like, your childhood, you growing up? It's that that movie you go to. Maybe it's a summer flick, something like that. Uh, I wouldn't call them, like, a childhood, but uh, 
a lot of action movies like the the I love Shooter. Like, there's a lot of movies that I would put on my favorites list, but there's a lot of movies that I would put on my rewatchable list. Where, okay, I'll watch like Shawshank Redemption. Watch it once. Great movie. One of the best movies of all time. But it's not a movie I want to watch over and over again. Shooter's one that I want to watch mm. over and over again. Or Armageddon. Or you know, Con Air. Or just all like kind of the the rock, like the dodgy action movies where was so cheesy but so good so you could quote sort of the lines so oh yeah i don't know it, it goes everywhere with me um as a childhood jurassic park i remember being oh, yeah. so scared oh, like yeah. just right that felt like a horror movie back in the day so right just... I, fe- I felt like the guy taking a poop on the toilet when the thing came up you know? <laughs> all right boys hey listen let's get to it let's give the listeners what they are ready to hear man our top five movie lines christian you got it james you're following in that two hole todd third and then i'll close this out in the cleanup position christian let's get to it all right number five all right guys what's going on we're ranking our top five movie lines iconic movie quotes whatever you want to call it and i always like to give my criteria when we kick things off so guys for me this has to be number one a movie that i've seen number two a line from a movie that i quote and still use today okay so i'm gonna have a lot of comedy in there but i like to think i'm mixing it up a little bit tonight guys so coming in at number five without further ado Guys, you know how much I love this movie. This comes all the way from 1994, a classic little flick with Mr. Jim Carrey, Jeff Daniels. You know it, Dumb and Dumber. Okay, guys, Jim's character, Lloyd Christmas, he's talking to Mary Swanson. He goes, I want to ask you a question straight out, flat out. I want you to give me the honest answer. What do you think the chances are of a guy like you and a girl like me ending up together? Mary says, well, Lloyd, that's difficult to say. We really don't hit me with it. Just give it to me straight. I came a long way to see you, Mary. Just the least you can do is level with me. What are my chances? Not good. You mean not good like one out of a hundred? I'd say more like one out of a million. So you're telling me there's a chance. And here's the line, guys. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. Coming at number five, it's So You're Telling Me There's a Chance by Mr. Lloyd Christmas, Dumb and Dumber. I had to set the scene up for you guys. That is something I still use. James, you may use that on the golf course. I know I do. And I'm like, can I sink this putt from uh, 30 feet? You know, and they're like, no, like, there's no way. And I'm like, yeah, you're telling me there's a chance. So uh, coming at number five, guys, had to have a quote. From Dumb and Dumber on the list. How about it? Iconic. Dude, fantastic, man. So and many I'm, from that movie. but that Oh, it great. is. It is. And we quote that movie all the time. I mean, there's 20 different quotes that you could have chosen. But that's that's Absolutely. hilarious. It's iconic. It's it's fitting at any point in time. Uh, applied, <laughs> yeah. applied to any random situation. Absolutely. I'm actually in Denver right now, and uh, there's a great line out of that movie where it's like, I thought the Rocky Mountains would be a bit more rocky than this. That John Del- Denver is full of <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I literally just quoted that this past weekend. 
down in Florida. Oh. We were riding the golf cart, <laughs> and we said the exact same thing, man. That is such a great lie, man. The whole movie, man, but that everything about it, right? You, you can't beat it. I had to well, had to throw it in there for sure. Well done, well done. Pure classic. How am I supposed to follow that, especially with my <laughs> my first and fifth line? And uh, yeah, look, my my credentials is it's got to be a movie that I could easily just watch. Something that I, when I grew up, I was uh, look. This isn't too old. This this it comes from a movie in two thousand and eight, but uh, a lot of new movies for me. A lot of uh, once again that I can just uh, turn it on and I won't be able to what, leave the movie until I've seen the end of it, no matter what time of night. So this one, look, it's it's a little long. I'm so I'm just going to set it up for you. It's uh, it's taken. Uh, we all know taken. Liam Neeson. And uh, he is on, if you haven't seen the movie for anyone listening, that uh, he's an ex-CIA agent and uh, he's 56 years old. His daughter's just been kidnapped over in Europe. And he finally gets on the phone with the uh, kidnapper and he starts out with... I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for ransom... I can tell you I don't have money, but what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. That was just an epic line. Everyone tried to master it. None of us could. He perfected it. It was just an awesome movie from start to finish. Actually, Liam Neeson thought it was going to be a flop. He just wanted to spend four months in Paris and learn karate. And it ended up being one of the biggest trilogies ever. And actually, Jeff Bridges was offered the part as uh, Liam Neeson in this movie. And uh, look, he goes on to kill about 35 people, gets his daughter, and it, it works out being a massive hit. This is just one of my fa- favourite kind of action movies. Old guy turns into a badass. Uh, yeah, what do you boys think about that? I love it because like, I can hear that right now. I'm on the phone and I'm like, I will find you and I will kill you. I mean, it's just so <laughs> iconic. So, But like, my whole thing is like, Taken took Liam Neeson and now every movie after that, felt like he was the same guy from Taken. same guy right. that guy is yeah. going to kill everyone in okay. every movie and that's awesome that's amazing but that is that is so good love the trilogy love the movies and i think that made me actually appreciate liam neeson i don't think i really i, I didn't know much about him other than maybe his roles in like the star wars movies and stuff like that but man what an iconic line chilling you know just really puts you in the scene he, there he took the part because he wanted to learn a new role like he'd never been offered that sort of like fighting you know badass role so he actually took the part just to to learn it a little, little bit and ended up getting typecast in all the rest of his, mo- right. his movie <laughs> yeah yeah that worked out i, I guess it. if there's something to be typecast at, at least it's you know a bad guy like that or a guy that you know can just go and take care of business right like instead of something else you know like you know, a character from Saved by the Bell or one of those guys, right? Like, <laughs> like Screech, you know what I mean? I really hey, could have, yeah. hey, tease a piece. Screech yeah, could have done a great job. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, guys, for me, my criteria, man, also movies I, I've seen, 
Uh, but I took a little bit of a different approach. I used primarily uh, lines that I use with my kids, you know, just total dad move here. Lines that I use whenever uh, I'm, t- I'm interacting with them. And uh, we had, I actually was running these by them a little bit tonight and we were just having a little fun together talking about these. Sometimes we go through an entire episode and there's no repeats. Well, Christian, I'm already going to repeat the one that you brought up earlier and just wow. go with, so you're telling me there's a chance. And I won't spend a lot of time oh, talking about what's that. The odds? But, yeah, <laughs> what are the yeah. odds? So you're telling me yeah. there's a chance. That was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But man, you know, again, nothing more really needs to be said about Dumb and Dumber. It's iconic. It's the best. It's it's hilarious. My wife hates it. Uh, she well, doesn't I love have... that kind of. <laughs> she doesn't love that kind of humor. That's disrespectful. Uh, but man, I I agree. I 100 agree. That line is just so great in so many different situations. Let what me ask that? you, like, is that your son? He's like, uh, hey, Dad, can I get like fifty bucks and can I stay out past midnight? And you're like, uh, I don't know. He's like, so you're telling me there's a chance, right? Yeah. What does yeah, that yeah, look like? Yeah. 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 At the beginning of the movie, Christian, you probably know this more than I do. Jim Carrey's the limo driver. Over and he, he gets out of the front of the car and you see the limo bouncing around and he opens <laughs> the back the back window so it looks like he's the the uh, occupant getting the lift and there's a, a you know a good looking girl on the side of the road and he's like, Where are you from? And she's like, Austria. Austria. He's like, Oh, yeah, oh yeah. G'day, mate. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's so uh, funny. Yeah, man. that was, was perfect. <laughs> all right, guys, here we go. Coming in, first of all, my criteria, movies that I love, movies that I'm very fond of. All five of these movies are very, very rewatchable. James, you did a good job of really identifying those those types of movies that are rewatchable, but yet might not be in the upper echelon of greatest movies of all time, but yet you find yourself wanting to watch those more just based on the content or the humor or whatever it may be. But Guys, these are these are five of my favorite movies. And, and coming in in the fifth spot is a quote from Ocean's Eleven. And if we were to rank our top five movies of all time, Ocean's Eleven is probably finding its way into my top five movies of all time. But, you know, it's a great heist movie, right? You've got A-list celebrities throughout the movie. This is a scene between Matt Damon, who is playing the role of Linus, and you've got Brad Pitt, who is playing Rusty. And he's giving Linus a couple of tips right before he goes into Terry Benedict's casino and gets the ball rolling of, of stealing basically $150 million worth of cash. But here we go. We've got Rusty, Brad Pitt, again, talking to Matt Damon, Linus. You look down, they know you're lying. And up, they know you don't know the truth. Don't use seven words when four will do. Don't shift your weight. Look always at your mark, but don't stare. Be specific, but not memorable. Be funny, but don't make him laugh. He's got to like you and then forget you the moment you've left his sight. And for God's sake, whatever you do, don't under any circumstance. Russ. Yeah. Can you take a look at this? Sure. And then Linus starts freaking out a little bit because Matt Damon's just playing that nervous, that nervous kind of twitchy guy throughout Ocean's Eleven. But love this movie. Tons of quotable lines throughout it. Brad Pitt, one of his his best performances, in my opinion, always snacking on something. And just a real cool guy throughout the entire movie. But uh, we got Ocean's Eleven coming in with a uh, number five. Oh, yeah. Well, iconic. I, I kind of knew an Ocean's flick would be on here. Got to go with the – the OG man, gotta love that. And why is Brad Pitt just like the coolest guy ever? He can just 
snack and be cool. And I snack and I look like a dog eating peanut butter. It's just ridiculous, man. I can't can't pull that off. All right, guys. Number four. All right, coming in at number four, I'm going to get a little bit serious, no pun intended, but maybe. Uh, So this is a little bit more of a serious flick. One of my favorite directors, Christopher Nolan, 2008 flick. Let me set the scene for you. Group of gangsters are playing pool in this little pool hall. One of the bodyguards comes in. He says they brought the body and the body bag is brought in, dropped on the table, unzips it. They think they're getting the Joker. This is from, I don't know if you remember, The Dark Knight trilogy guys and basically they're looking for somebody to bring the joker back dead or alive and this gangster guy is like so for dead that's 500 and then here comes heath ledger t's and p's he sits up on the table says how about alive you want to know how i got these scars my father was a drinker and a fiend one night he goes off crazier than usual mommy gets the kitchen knife to defend herself he doesn't like that not one bit so me watching he takes the knife to her laughing while he does it he turns to me why so serious? He comes at me with the knife. Why so serious? He sticks the blade in my mouth. Let's put a smile on that face. And... Why so serious? Why so serious? And I, that's a line that I actually say a lot today. Like when people are being way too serious I'm, and I always say it in a raspy, like Joker voice, right? You're never like, why are you being so serious? You're like, why so serious? So coming in <laughs> number four, and maybe it's just me. It is why so serious from the Joker, the dark Knight. Oh, fantastic. Well, you just threw a, a wrench in, uh, in there's going to be oh, another, no. there's going to be, there's going to be another repeat. That's why I'm uh, here folks. Now I'm going to bring this, this was currently two for me, but I'm going to bring it up to four just because you did it. And it's, look, Dark Knight, my favorite movie of all time. So mm, great. It's, I mean, it's, it's worthy of a number one movie of all time. It's that good. And it's, once again, it's so tough to rank movies of all time. You have to do categories. You've got to do, you, to get it properly for me, it'd have to be like comedy, action. You could never put one in right, front of the other. Right. But with a combination of Heath Ledger and his performance in this, and I'm Australian, so I'm a little biased here, but this movie, top to bottom, it, there's there's no faults. I actually watched it today because I was like trying to oh, draw wow. some joker lines. And it's it's the why so serious or the why so serious and yes. it's it's the first kind of comic book superhero movie for me that felt like a horror film like it made you feel yeah really eerily like uneasy especially when there wasn't a lot of blood and um, you said you're one of your favorite directors Nolan's my favorite director I think oh he, hands down Interstellar I'm gonna see Oppenheimer in two weeks love the guy oh my. It just like even it was it was a toss up between for this for me with Heath Ledger. Um, obviously, I chose it and Bane in Dark Knight Rises. Oh the, yeah, Tom Hardy. The whole the whole fight scene with Batman. I mean, Bane's just absolutely spitting lines just constantly the whole movie, really. But the the wife so can't understand them, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is the beauty of it. It's so, it right. That's um, the beauty of it. You mentioned the music, right? The Hans Zimmer soundtrack. It would, it's what makes it so eerie, right? 
the, the whole scene, the setup, I'm doing the di- the different setup for me is when Heath Ledger as a Joker comes into like the dinner party with looking for um, Harvey Dent. And, you know, he does the, you know, with Maggie Gyllenhaal, he does it and he's sitting there. And, and actually he was, it, it, it was the first time that uh, in front of, is it, is it Michael Caine that he did this like in character? Michael Caine said he'd never seen him. And he'd forgotten his lines when he saw it in person. So when he came in, he's like, this was, it was truly terrifying. So it was something he said that like he'd never seen before, you know, he spent six weeks in a hotel room by himself trying to get this character sorted out. It's obviously been, you know, rumored to, he was on a lot of antidepressants and uppers and downers. And apparently it was after the movie you know, he, he struggled with sleeping and all that sort of stuff. And eventually it's kind of how he, he passed away in the end. But this, once again, I'll, I'll, I could go on forever, but it's my favourite movie, my favourite acting performance. And top to, top to bottom, bottom, I could watch this movie over and over and just feel like it's, uh, I, I, I could be complete. Love it. Love that, That's Dan. Let's hear it again. Let me hear it again in your best Heath Ledger. Why so serious? Yes, there it is. Boom. Terrible, terrible. No, that was great, man. That's awesome. Hey, I'll jump, jump in here with my number four. It was the number one movie on my uh, list of Tom Hanks movies. Probably number one on my list of all-time movies, but Forrest Gump has to be on my list somewhere. Line after line of that movie, um, you know, that I could choose. But the one that I'd use with my kids so I can stay true to my criteria is the scene where Lieutenant Dan and Forrester in the hospital bed. He says the line about, you know, the, the only good thing about getting shot in the buttocks is ice cream. And then he says, Lieutenant okay. Dan, ice cream. The only good thing about being wounded in the buttocks is the ice cream. They gave me all the ice cream I could eat. And guess what? A good friend of mine was in the bed right next door. Lieutenant Dane, I got you some ice cream. Lieutenant Dane, ice cream. And so <laughs> I use that with my kids like all the time. Like it's probably annoying to them. And they think it's so silly. Like they're teenagers, so they don't think it's cool anymore, right? They used to think it was. They used to give me a pity laugh. I think when they were younger, but but now it's you know it's not so cool. But I still do it anyway because I love I'm a dad, it. and I embrace that. Lieutenant Dan, ice it. cream. <laughs> love it. At least yeah. your kids still respond to ice cream. Mine are like vape pen, <laughs> Red Bull. <laughs> What's that new energy drink? That's twelve cokes. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The other line from that movie too is uh is I'm feeling kind of tired. I think I'll go home now, you know, after he runs for like forever. But um, but that I couldn't put that on the list. Yeah, I had to put the ice cream line. I get I mean, there had to be some Forrest Gump on here, right? I mean, one of the best, you know, arguably movies of all time. I mean, it's definitely on the hot one hundred list everywhere. And so many iconic lines from from Tom Hanks himself, man. So I love to see that on the list. I didn't probably go that route because I figured it would show up, but I'm glad you did, Todd. Yep. Yep. Same here, man. All right, guys, off the grid here for my number four pick. We're going to iconic Adam Sandler, Billy Madison going back in the 90s. All right, let me set the scene. Billy's in third grade with his beloved Veronica Vaughn at a field trip and his best friend Kyle is, uh, excuse me, his best friend Ernie has peed his pants. Hey, Ernie. What's up? Nothing. 
You falling in love with the wall or something? I had an accident. You had an accident? What does that mean? You! Oh, I know. Okay. Ah. Uh, don't worry, buddy. You hang tight. I'll be right back. Everybody, Billy peed his pants. Of course I peed my pants. Everybody my age pees their pants. It's the coolest. Really? Yes! You ain't cool unless you pee your pants. Wow. Hey, man, Ernie pees pants, too. And then you got the old lady, the tour guide. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me, consider Miles, me Miles Davis. Davis. <laughs> and then Billy says, ooh, that's the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. You've got to start that line, though, Kevin, with uh, goo. When he looks at the kids. That's right. That's right. My <laughs> that bad. is the best <laughs> lot. Now that you could quote that entire movie, but I love that you brought that up because the one thing, in addition to all of those lines, I still say, if being your parents is cool, consider me Miles Davis. Like I'll say that randomly on a Tuesday afternoon. Like only Adam Sandler delivers that quality content that means nothing yet everything to everyone. I love that, Kevin. Cheers to you, sir. Cheers. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> All right, man. Veronica, yeah. Veronica Vaughn, so hot. <laughs> what to touch the Heidi? Right. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, you could you could quote so every bit of Chris Farley in Billy Madison. Right. Yeah. And I, I will later. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. Number three. All right, guys, coming at number three, going back to the comedy genre. Those of you that have listened to this podcast long enough know the 2008 comedy, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, Step Brothers, my favorite movie, hands down, comedy of all time. And so hard to choose the lines here, guys, but I'm going to give you the one that I don't know why I say this all the time. I have a great relationship with my dad, but it's going to be funny to you. So Will Ferrell's character's name is Brennan Huff and his mom is Nancy Huff. And so like they're 39 year old men, you know, living at home with their parents, they come to get together. Right. And so they're going to like meet each other for the first time, Brennan and Dale. And so the mom's driving Brennan and he's sitting in the car and he's all huffing and puffing and but he's awfully quiet back there. I'm not going to call him dad. Brennan, you're 39 years old. I would not expect you to call him dad. Well, I'm not going to ever, even if there's a fire. <laughs> <laughs> I literally say that all the time. I'm like, I'm not going to ever, even if there's a fire. Like, I don't know why that's so hilarious to me. I mean, everything in that movie is great. I'm like, he's like, uh, Robert better not get in my face or I'll drop that sucker. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> can't say that on the pod but you know everything he says there man like i'm not going to ever even if there's a fire so coming at number three is stepbrothers for me honestly i could quote that whole movie but something about that scene iconic just will ferrell i mean he might have been 39 years old back in 2008 which is just crazy i remember shout out to brant and Colin, my brother we were all seeing that movie together at charity cinemas back in the day so had to throw it in there fellas like it I love it. Deserve, deserves to be in there. Gotsta. You could do a hundred million quotes from that movie, <laughs> and uh, they were in a wine funny. mixer, baby. <laughs> oh, man. So much room for activities. Pow! <laughs> <laughs>
I haven't eaten carbs since 2004. Right. <laughs> That's right. Guilty oh, as charged man. with the stories. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go in a different direction. You, you keep, uh, you, you went with the comedy, and I'm going to go with, you know, one of the greatest man movies of all time. Uh, one of my more serious parts of this uh, extended series in, as we go with Rocky Four. One of the best good versus evil sports movies. And just you've got the, the American versus the Russian, even though Darth Lundgren's Danish, I think, in real life. <laughs> but he played this big, bad Russian, was taking steroids. He's in all the electronic. You know, the montages in this movie alone, not only with uh, Dolph Lundgren just in this really alienized, kind of computerized environment back, back way back in like the 70s, the 80s. And then you've got Rocky going to Russia to train, that whole montage to, you know, look, I, I, I'll set the scene because it's, you, you've got Carl Weathers, uh, Apollo Creed, that this is not the quote that I'm going to use where, you know, he's, he's a bit, past his prime and he gets in the ring and, and in an exhibition match and you know they got the whole spectacle they're living in a living in america, america. bouncing around <laughs> and Love then it. you know and then he's like he goes i must bring he goes yeah no he goes oh, you will lose and then in the end it's like uh, if he dies he dies and then <laughs> yes. like, oh, like, i love know, it we just no, you're like, hang on a second here. The start of the movie and Apollo Creed just died. Like, this is, how about that? And then it, you know, you get but the best, like, it was hard. But the, 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 when he fights Rocky, obviously, Rocky comes in and loses. And then he's like, I've got to, you know, come back and fight uh, in, go fight it. Well, he doesn't lose, but he's like, I've got to fight him. And then he's like, the scene at the start where he's like, I must break you. I don't know how many times I've used that line. I must break you. Um, I'm gonna use it later like... tonight. <laughs> Any context, <laughs> it works. I caught that. This... <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Hey, you're Actually, talking Todd's uh, language. That's oh, his favorite Todd, movie. Rocky, Rocky IV. Oh, yeah. Favorite yeah. movie, favorite soundtrack. If he dies, he dies. Like, I love that so much. Like, don't call PETA, but like, if my dog like gets into something, he shouldn't. And my wife's like, make him stop. Put the frog down. I'm like, if he dies, he dies. Like, I just, <laughs> right. I'm so insensitive. <laughs> but I say that line a lot. And I'm so glad you put it on. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Like, man. It's, it's just a. It was. It's just one of my favorite sports movies, and, and good versus evil, and you can't look away, even though you know there's a lot of kind of fake punches going on. Even though they said they fought, they they apparently Dolph Lundgren sent Rocky to uh, Stallone to hospital in one of that final fight scenes because he punched him a little bit too hard, and Stallone's heart swelled up, and they had to rush him, and it took him about two months to finish that scene. But yeah, just. <laughs> Just an epic movie, um, and uh, I'll watch it till the cows come on. Speaking of the cows coming home, you know, luckily they had the giant meat freezer. Every time they got punched, they could just stick a space <laughs> on her. <laughs> Can't beat the montages out of any of the Rocky movies, that's uh, for sure. 
So no, that good. that training scene where Rocky's training in Russia, like in in four, man, is so good, so good. Rocky four is the way to my heart for sure. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm gonna jump in here with my number three movie, and man, I didn't realize this until just a minute ago. I've got two Christmas movies on my list, which is which is kind of wild to me. I'm not like a huge wow. Christmas guy, but I do have two Christmas movies. Uh, and again, uh, these are lines I use with my kids. So this first one is going to come from Christmas Vacation. And the scene is, you know, they're sitting at the dinner table and Clark is talking to his kids about Santa and. Hey, kids. I heard on the news that an airline pilot spotted Santa's sled on its way in from New York. (laughs) You serious, Clark? You serious, Clark? And he wasn't even talking to him. And then the look on Clark's face, you know, uh, was so dumbfounded, and which makes the scene even more funny. And just a line that I use all the time with my kids, you know, anytime there's something that's kind of a little bit unbelievable or something that's just blatantly obvious, right? Um, you know, I, I use that line on them uh, a, a good bit. And so uh, that's my number three, a little Clark Giswold, Griswold and Eddie are. Yeah. Making I use I use that we line use that all, all the time. time you right? serious, Clark? Yeah. Right. What I, well, I actually use the line. Uh, can't even see the lines. Can you, Russ? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know why. Like I'm not in department stores or anything. I just like that line. But sure, that is such a quotable movie, though, Todd. Year round, even. Yes, it is. Oh and, yeah. And shockingly enough, I'm coming right back with Christmas Vacation for my number Whoa, three shut quote up. as well. It's not going to be the out. same one though. All right, this is. You know, Eddie and crew has just come in and Clark's still in just disbelief that that Eddie is is in his home and they're sitting there and they're having their eggnog and their little moose cups. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I got the daughter in the clinic getting cured off the wild turkey. And the older boy, bless his soul, is preparing for his career. College? Carnival. Got to be proud. Oh, yeah. Yeah, last season he was a picture dust spreader on a Celtic world. He thinks that maybe next year he'll be guessing people's waiter barking for the yak woman. You ever see her? No. Yeah, she's got these big horns growing right out above her ear. Yeah, she's ugly as sin, but a sweet gal and a hell of a good cook. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere? Leave you for dead? Listen, that I I quote that all the time. A sweet, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I love it. I can't get enough of that movie. I can't get enough of Cousin Eddie. That's coming in at number three. Oh, well <laughs> worthy of it. Like I, I could probably do just top five quotes from Christmas Vacation. Honestly, if we do this again <laughs> in the holidays, but so good, so good. I thought in honor of me, you were going to go with why is the carpet all wet, Todd? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought I you were gonna know, go with Margot. Pooper's full. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, man. Hey, well, listen, we're halfway home, and you know what that means. We've got the halftime hot seat. No, we ain't got Todd sitting on it tonight. We got our guest, James Nitties. James, you got two minutes, man, and I'm throwing a bunch of questions your way. You give me your first response, top of the mind stuff. You ready to go? Uh, I think so. Let's All go. All right. Chris, yeah, you got two, two minutes on the clock for me? I got two minutes on the right. clock. Give me a time to get ready. Man. In three, two, one. 
go. All right, here we go, James. Have you seen Terrifier 2? Uh, the trailer, not the movie. Okay. What is your go-to Starbucks order? Uh, oatmeal shaken, oat milk sh- shaken espresso, I think, what it's called. All right. What is your favorite hotel chain? I'm staying in Spring Hill Suites, so let's just go with that. Oh, those are nice. I like them. What's your nickname? I uh, can't. I don't know if I can say it here on the podcast, but it's a female body part. Heard it. Hey, tool, tool. <laughs> hey, do your best impression of someone from the South by saying, hey, my name is James Nitties. Well, how do my name is James Nitties? I like barbecue sauce and chicken wings. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> hey, who is your favorite Marvel character? Let's Marvel. Wow. Um, Iron Man. Do you like Harry Potter movies? Lord of the Rings was more my style. Who is your celebrity crush? It could be now or growing up. Celebrity crush. Let's go with uh, Megan Fox. The best looking NFL helmet. Best looking NFL. Gotta say the Cowboys. What is the yeah. last concert you attended? Uh, I went, um, I know, I can't remember the guy's name. Let's just go. I went with, uh, I went to see Metallica. Okay. Will uh, Tiger win again? No. Who's the nicest professional golfer you know? Oh, nicest guy on tour. Or professional golfer I know. Let's go with Kemp Smith. All right. Ooh, 10 seconds. What is your go-to snack on the road? Uh, popcorn. And what, more. Sound, what sound does a donkey make? Hee-haw! <laughs> <laughs> Evan just wanted to do that sound himself. Oh, I love doing that. Crushed one, it, James. You knocked that out of the park, dude. Absolutely destroyed it, man. Megan Fox. I didn't see that coming, but you know now I do. Uh, Christian's oh, boy is Machine Gun Machine Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly, yeah, he's my boy. I, that's the last concert I saw. So. <laughs> oh, did who not are you going to say? That, that's your celebrity crush. <laughs> oh, no, uh, you know, <laughs> no, no, that month is over. Mine would be Topanga. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well oh. done, James. Good job. Well that was done. good. Well that was done. fun. CG. All right, you want to get back in it? Number two. All right, guys, coming in at number two for me, I'm going to go with my favorite movie, kicking it back the serious route, James. I don't know if you ever saw this one in 2007. The movie's The Departed. It is my favorite movie of all time, favorite Scorsese movie. That's why Leo's my favorite actor. But this quote comes from Mr. Jack Nicholson himself, not Jack Nicholas, for you golf fans. Jack Nicholson plays Frank Costello, and this is a scene I'm going to set up for you. This line, everybody may not remember it, but it's a line that I say, me and my buddy Hank, shout out to Hank the Tank, he's been on a couple episodes. We say this to each other all the time, okay? So Jack Nicholson goes, who let this IRA beep beep in my bar? And he goes, just kidding, how's your mother? The man in the bar goes, oh, she's on her way out. He goes, you all are, act accordingly. That is my line. It's we all are act accordingly. So whenever anybody says like, oh, you know, I'm on my way out, we say we all are act accordingly. It's just kind of a life motto to say it's not funny, really, but it's, it's more serious. But 
if you say it in the like creepy Jack Nicholson voice, we all are <laughs> act accordingly. You know, he's <laughs> like he's just so creepy in that movie, man. And if you've seen him at the Lakers games now, you know why. Anyways, guys, my number two quotes from my favorite movie, The Departed, is Frank Costello, Jack Nicholson. We all are act accordingly. He's got permanent Joker face. Let's go. <laughs> he does. I mean- what a what a movie! Warburg, Damon, oh, Leo, right? Yeah, right. Like, Even guys yes. like Alec Baldwin. I don't think he actually shot someone in this film. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Shout out! Shout out! <laughs> shout, shout out! No, it was a epic movie. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know if it's going to, but I was I was nearly going to go with uh, a quote from Wolf of Wall Street. No, another mm-hmm. uh, another Scorsese, but oh, I won't. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, right. so my next, my number two will be, it's a, we'll go back to Adam Sandler comedy, something that, uh, you know, I'm biased a little bit being a golfer myself. And this was one of, I was around about 14 when this movie came out and I can tell you, everyone tried to do this, which was out of happy Gilmore. Everyone tried to do that, you know, that happy Gilmore kind of run up and hit it. <clears throat> Good buddy of mine actually did it in a professional tournament and posted it on Instagram and the PGA tour told him to take it down because, because it went so viral. Cause he hit it around about three ten down the middle. Oh, wow. But <laughs> anyway, he was, he was down the bottom of the leaderboard. He was, uh, I think he was off first in the final round. So I think he went on to shoot five under uh, in an Asian tour event anyway, but the, the quote from happy Gilmore and it's one that I, I, I have used in jest and I'll I'll cut out the the bad balls, balls, but it's after he has an air swing and he gets down on the ground. It, no, no, he, he misses. A, he leaves a putt short. He has about a six putt. And he goes, oh, "Son of a bitch, ball! Why didn't you just go home? That's your home. Are you too good for your home? Answer me! Suck my white ass ball!" ball. <laughs> Oh man, this line was just—it's just the the. It was, he was so devastated. It's just the the tone is something you never ever saw on a golf course before. Like, there's so many good lines from this this movie, like gold jacket, green jacket. Right? Um, who gives a crap? Yeah. <laughs> Does all, that remind you of like Bryson DeChambeau? Like, who is most like Happy Gilmore right now? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Personality, no, but yes, it just. You know, all in the hips, um, you know, shoot him at Gavin in this. Like, this movie is just – even Bob Barker gets in a fist fight with him. And uh, Bob Bob Barker wasn't actually going to do the role, but then he found out he was going to win the fight. And he's like, yeah, I'm doing it for sure, and I don't need any stuntmen. He's like – and then the line that, you know, the the line that um, Adam Sandler delivers after, uh, you know – he, Bob Barker seems like he's been knocked out and he goes, the price is wrong. And then, right. <laughs> hey, Bob but Barker, it's just, that uh, was every line. And I'll tell you what, actually I'm a, I'm a male nurse. Okay. But I'm an administrative guy. So don't listen to what you heard earlier, but the reason why is because of Ben Stiller's character. I don't know if you remember the orderly from the nursing home, which is one of my favorite lines is uh oh can i trouble you for a glass of warm milk it helps put me to sleep you can trouble me for a warm glass to shut the hell up check oh, out the name tag. you're in my world now grandma 
I was going to use that Hal, one too. Right? Oh, it's yeah. so good. Everyone use that. Especially so my fingers hurt. Well, now well, your now back's, back's going to hurt. We could do this all night. Oh, that's uh, so good. That's what she said. All right, I'll jump in here with my number two pick. Uh, I'm going to go back with another Christmas movie here. And this is one that will probably get me labeled as a bad parent, but it is one that I use with my kids. Uh, I'm going to go with the movie Elf. And the scene where they're in the department store, right? And uh, you got Gimbal Santa there. There's a kid uh, talking with Santa. And then I'm just going to hit you with a few of the lines right here. You know, Santa asks the, the kid his name and he tells him what his name is. And then Buddy says, Don't tell him what you want. He's a liar. Let the kid talk. You disgust me. How can you live with yourself? Just cool it, Zippy. You sit on a throne of lies. Look, I'm not kidding. You're a fake. I'm a fake? Yes. How'd you like to be dead? Huh? <laughs> no, he's kidding. You stink. I think you're going to have a good Christmas, all right? You smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa. Okay. <gasps> <gasps> Buddy hits him with the line, right? He says, you smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa. This is one I use with my kids uh, often, and that's probably why I'll be labeled a bad parent. But one of my daughters, I used to tell her all the time she smelled like beef and cheese. And I remember telling my other daughter at one point, she smelled like a princess. And my daughter said to me, she said, why do you always tell me I smell like beef and cheese? She smells like a princess. So, so, um, so anyway, that's the line for me. Uh, again, probably gets me labeled as a bad parent, but something we have a little fun with. We've talked about this before. I think you, I think I was talking about that line one time and you knew it, man. You corrected me. You're like, no, 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 no. Right. It's, it's more like beef and cheese. Maybe right. I left out cheese. Right. Or something you said beef like and that. cheddar. You're talking <laughs> right. about Arby's around college. Yeah. Right. Them onion rolls. Come on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Nice. I thought, I, thought you were, I thought you were going somewhere else with the bad parent. I thought you were going to start quoting Die Hard. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. I, I did. Uh, I did ask my wife if that, if that was acceptable, and she didn't let me put that on the list. I'm glad you have a That's consultant, fair. Todd. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we are going for my number two pick. Going to the 2000 iconic movie, man. Remember the Titans again. This is probably a top five flick of all time for me. So, so rewatchable. Maybe I've watched this movie more than any other. It's been quite some time since I have watched it, but I love it. And so three times you don't rewatch movies. I know, but this one, man, this one, I've seen it a ton. This particular line is, it gets me fired up every single time they're playing in the playoffs and it's not coming from coach Boone, which coach Boone's got tons of good quotable lines throughout the movie. This is actually coming from coach Yost, right? Titans are getting screwed over by the refs in the playoffs. Just, you know, every play is 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 going against them. Every penalty is called on them. It doesn't matter. So finally, Coach Yost gets them all up in the huddle, call a timeout, and he says, Now, I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night. And if they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure that they remember forever the night they played the Titans. And then, you know, obviously the Titans (laughs) take care of business right there, man. That's my number two line. I love it. What a movie. It's a good feel-good flick, man, coming in at number two. 
Wow. You're just shouting Colin out here, man, as diehard uh, Denzel fan, man. What a great movie, though. Probably one of my favorite football movies, sports movies of all time, no doubt. Love that. It didn't make you you cry. You weren't human. Right. Absolutely, man. (laughs) Absolutely. Gosh, what what a great flick, man. Shout out. Shout out. All right. Number one. All right, guys. Well, here we are again doing the impossible dream, man. The impossible task of ranking your top five. There's so many great movie lines, so many iconic movies, guys. So it's so hard to drill this down. And, and I'll have a lot on the cutting room floor, but going to give you my number one, guys. Going to take us back to the 80s, arguably one of the best decades. Definitely more of a 90s guy all around, but 80s movies are quintessential. My number one movie of the 80s came from 1985, a year before I was born. That movie is The Breakfast Club. Now, let me set the scene in detention for you guys. And this is coming between Mr. Principal Richard Vernon. If you remember the principal, you mess with the bull, you get the horns guy. And then John Bender and this little back and forth with uh, what's that guy's name? Judd Nelson or somebody. I'm going to I'm going to give it to you. You're going to feel like you're in detention, right? I expected a little more from a varsity letterman. You're not fooling anybody, Bender. The next screw that falls out is going to be you. What was that? Eat my shorts. You just bought yourself another Saturday, mister. Oh, I'm crushed. You just bought one more right there. Well, I'm free the Saturday after that. Beyond that, I'm going to have to check my calendar. Good, because it's going to be filled. We'll keep going. You want another one? Say the word. Just say the word. Instead of going to prison, you'll come here. Are you through? No. I'm doing society a favor. So? That's another one right now. I've got you for the rest of your natural-born life if you don't watch your step. You want another one? Yes. You got it. You got another one right there. That's another one, pal. Cut it out. You through? Not even close, bud. Good. You got one more right there. You really think I give a Another. You through? How many is that? That's seven, including the one when we first came in. You asked Mr. Vernon here. Whether Barry Mandelon knew that he raided his closet. Now it's eight. You stay out of it. Excuse me, sir. It's seven. Shut up, Pee Wee. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Breakfast Club. Like they've even parodied that line in a movie called Not Another Teen Movie. And the actual guy that played Principal Vernon was in that movie too, that same scene. <laughs> and they keep going, good, go. So there was a famous clown, Bobo, cut it out. <laughs> I mean, like that is such an iconic line, man. And just shout out to the goat, uh, Mr. John Hughes, God. also who did Home Alone, guys. I mean, what you got to know this guy knows his stuff, guys. So it's the Breakfast Club uh, coming at number one. Funny, funny you said not another teen movie. Me and my wife literally watched it the other night. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that is one of my favorites. You, you got people like Chris Evans who are legit actors now that were in that movie back in 2001 or two. Uh, me and my brother, all our friends, man, we, we grew up on that, just dying over that movie, man. So fun. Yeah. You've got Billy Billy Bob's in that, and he yeah, plays and Varsity Blues. He's the same Varsity guy. Blues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh... how many concussions till death? He's like, I don't even think he can breathe. <laughs> hey, check this out. Little uh, little known trivia here. Billy Bob went to North Cobb High School, where my kids go to high school. Are you kidding me? How about no, that? that is awesome. Yeah, man. Hey, shout Boom. out North Cobb. Shout out. He's a piece. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> all right. Well, 
Okay, so this one's going to be extremely biased for me. This movie made my earlier years traveling through America a very easy, let's just say, with the female side of things. Uh, my wife's probably going to listen to this podcast, and let's just say that American women really were receptive towards Australian men after this movie came out in the 80s, that's for sure. Made us look like that we were from another planet. And it's none other, than, none other than Crocodile Dundee. Yes! Uh, <laughs> oh, my God! Todd called it. Todd, that's uh, incredible. Yeah. I had to do it. And it's like, look, it, this movie made around $177 million in the States, but made close to 360 worldwide back in those days. It was huge. Second movie at the box office this year in 86, number one was Top Gun and number three behind it was Platoon. So it was just dominating, especially in with that caliber of movies. But the line is, and you're going to know what it is, so you, you've got Dundee's walking through the streets of New York with his, his girl on his arm and these hoodlums come up to him and... You got a light, buddy? Yeah, sure, kid. There you go. And your wallet. Nick, give him your wallet. What for? He's got a knife. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. That's a knife. And then he slices up the dude's jacket. They run off. And he's just like, ah, oh, it's just some kids having fun. You know, like it's just. <laughs> yeah. Just no worries. No worries, right? Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, epitomize the Australian attitude back there. Love Too it. easy. No worries, mate. Um, he, once again, just an iconic Australian. Grew up, he actually painted the Sydney Harbour Bridge. And he, he used to make his co-workers laugh all the time. Got a little skit on like the Australian version of Saturday Night Live, got his show. Then he kind of wrote this movie and it just turned out to be a massive blockbuster. I think he made like a hundred million off the three. The the other two didn't do too well. But this and look to to tell tie a bow in it, when I was over in America and I, I walked into a Wendy's one day and the dude behind the counter, he was like, Dude, have you seen Crocodile Dundee? And I'm like, Yeah, man. And he's like, he pulls the 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 kind of microphone where they yell all the orders in and get the burgers. He goes, if you say that's not a knife, that's a knife into this, I'll give you a free meal. And I'm like, all right, done. And I set it over the loudspeaker. <laughs> I got a free burger meal. That's out of amazing. It. And I'm like, this is crazy. So no, it was uh, look a little bit before my time, but definitely an iconic Australian movie for sure. That's Man, great. They- yeah. Todd actually was going to, do our top five crocodile dundee lines i think right, that's what you <laughs> yeah, right. yeah 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 that's awesome that's awesome hey i'll roll into my number one here uh an animated movie made my list i'm not a huge animated movie guy but uh it actually made number one on my list i'm gonna go with a quote from monsters inc one of the characters on on in that movie is Roz, who is the key master to the kids closet doors right doesn't sound creepy at all but hey but but there's a line she says to Mike Wazowski, right? She says, I'm watching you, Wazowski. Always watching. Whew, she's nuts. 
I'm always wa- I'm watching you, Wazowski. Always watching, right? And I use that on my kids pretty often. Um, you know, just to keep you know, just to always let them know I got an eye on them, and we're always keeping an eye on what what they got going on. So watching them, just like Roz was watching Mike Wazowski. Listen, you got to do Roz a little bit better than that. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was Calling sad. That was sad. Oh yeah, that was Let's sad. Hear it. Let's hear it, John Goodman. All right. <laughs> John Goodman. Wow. What is he? I don't know. <laughs> Carl Winslow. My bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching you, Wazowski. Always watching. All right, Always all right, watching. That's it. bad. That's bad. <laughs> Todd, 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 Todd. I can't do, help I you can't, out with that, Todd. This I is Stephen A. Smith. Pressure. I can do a better impersonation. <laughs> All Give right. Hey, I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. That's completely off the grid. Definitely didn't think Monsters Inc. was going to show up tonight, but hey, props, props to it. Listen, Disney World's got your heart now. I was gonna going say, to say this guy is a solid. I got my wallet. Did you go to Monsters <laughs> Inc.? Were you that guy at Disney World? Did you That's go to not that? a knife, Todd? We did go. Yes. <laughs> All right. Of course he went. Listen, There's air conditioning. It was right. an absolute essential, essential component of uh, Disney World. All right, here we go. Throwing a bone to Colin here, but at the same time, my number one quote. All right. And I, I got a feeling it would be Colin's as well. Let me set the stage for you. It's the Sandlot. The ragtag bunch is out there playing on the Sandlot, playing some baseball. And then all of a sudden, squints sees the other rival snotty baseball team. He says, oh, no. They arrive on their bikes, and they say, ah, it's easy when you play with a bunch of rejects and a fat kid, Rodriguez. Shut your mouth, Phillips. What'd you say, crap face? I said, you shouldn't even be allowed to touch a baseball, except for Rodriguez. You're all an insult to the game. Come on. We'll take you on right here, right now. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You plan a real diamond porter? You ain't good enough to lick the dirt off our cleats. Watch it, jerk. Shut up, idiot. Moron. Scab eater. Butt sniffer. Puss licker. Fart smeller. <laughs> you eat dog crap for breakfast, geek. You mixed your weeds with your mama's toe jam. Yeah! You bob for apples in the toilet, and you like it. You play ball like a girl. What did you say? You heard me. Tomorrow. Noon. You play ball like a girl. That's the line, guys. It's iconic. Just a bunch of middle school kids trading insult after insult after insult until they deliver the death blow. You play ball like a girl. Sam, number one. That's Colin in a nutshell right there. I felt like we almost got a little Macho Man Randy Savage in the middle oh, of all that. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something real quick. You know, back in the day, the WWE, man, we would go out there before the, before we would play uh, SmackDown against each other, and we'd go out there to the parking lot, we'd play stickball. <laughs> I don't even know what that yeah, was. Yeah, brother. Shout out to the uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, T's and P's. Shout out. Shout out. Well, how about that? What what a great list there, you know, but I, I honestly had so many that were so close. We like to call it our cutting room floor 
James. And, and I'll tell you a couple of mine. I'd love to hear if you had some on the list that just didn't quite make it. But the one that was very close, but I like couldn't do the whole scene is a little 1989 Diddy uh with billy crystal when harry met sally and the line is the lady in the restaurant i'll have what she's having i literally say that probably once a day <laughs> at a restaurant and like the scene leading up to that is the reason why i didn't pick it because i don't want to clip that but i literally say i'll have what she's having like i'll just say that randomly about anything all the time so that's one another one is from the movie seven brad pitt if you remember at the end there's something in the box and he just keeps going, what's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? You know, like the whole ending scene there, man, where, you know, it's a uh, spoiler alert. This movie came out in the 90s. It was his wife's head. Boom. But that's what was in the box. But just sorry, I spoiled that for James. Uh, but yeah, man, <laughs> talk about. Do you, uh, I think you're forgetting something else. <laughs> apparently that was rumored to be in the box. Do you know what else was in the box? Uh uh-uh. What? It's going to make you feel ill, but I don't think Brad Pitt and oh. his wife was pregnant. Oh, that's right. So, so that's it's being right. rumored. That it's, oh man, yeah. I'll have to watch the seven, sequel. Eight, <laughs> seven kind of <laughs> set the standard, man, for like messed up movies there for a for a minute. Oh, no Saw was a good Soul one. Kind of came Saul. up, with seven and it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Those were those were pretty big. I think those were like my my I'd two like very close game. ones. I I wanted to add uh I wanted to add something from Ferris Bueller. I just couldn't pick which one like he's got that really good one he's like you know life goes fast you know if you don't stop to take a look around once in a while it'll go past you i I don't remember what it was i kind of butchered that but ferris bueller is definitely a quotable one and then there's a line that i say all the time and randomly picked it out a movie called zombie land back in like 2008 woody harrelson jesse eisenberg great movie right so the line is and this is the nerdy guy jesse eisenberg he's sitting there in the car riding with woody harrelson and he goes one and done, I always say. I said that once. And I don't know why that line sticks. I say it all the time. I go, like, if I make a shot or I do something, I'm like, one and done. That's what I always say. I said that once. It's just like an <laughs> iconic line. And like, you wouldn't catch it unless you like, it like sticks with you. But it stuck with me since, like, 2008. So That's great. That's yeah. great. Hey, for me on the cutting room floor, uh, man, I, this might be because I just watched the Arnold documentary on Netflix, which is great, by the way. Check it out if you haven't. But man, you got I'll be back, you know. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You got uh, one of my favorite from Kindergarten Cop. It's not a tumor, you know what I mean? It's not a tumor. Enter <laughs> <Right>. the chopper. <laughs> Hasta la vista, and, baby. He, I mean, just so bad, right? But but he was such a great action guy, you know. Um, and then James, I'll go with a movie that you mentioned earlier, Con Air. You know, the scene in the cargo area where he's like, "Put the bunny." back in the box and it's just like you know classic nicholas cage right bad bad acting but it was so great yeah it's so bad that it was so good <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> it's uh no there's some great i got i got a couple here that kind of didn't make my list but should have you know you can be my wingman anytime top gun mm. 300 sneaky good movie mm. but uh when he's like Spartans, ready your breakfast and eat hearty for tonight. We dine in hell. Oh, and, that's uh, so good. <laughs> you know, you see, you mentioned Predator. If it bleeds, we can kill it. You know, get to the chopper. Um, Goldfinger. This was an epic Bond line mm. where he's like, "No, Mister Bond, I expect you to die." That was a good oh, one. Oh, that's a good yeah, one. yeah. 
Shaken, not stirred. The Rock, you just said uh, Con Air, but then another great Nick Cage movie. I can't say all the words in this one, but, you know, your best. Losers always whine about their best. The winners go home and the prom queen. <laughs> so, <laughs> Is that I couldn't uh, say the word. 60 seconds, bought- gone 60 seconds? That was the rock. Oh, that was uh, my bad. I was thinking of you know, uh, six seconds probably. <laughs> you know, obviously, I the rocks one. I made my wife watch that for the first time the other night. It was nearly. We know you got divorced over it. And then, um, so <laughs> this is a shout out to a buddy of mine. Um, his name's Kit Gurry. He was in a movie with uh, Tom Cruise called Edge of Tomorrow. And I saw that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a movie, it's a time loop movie where Tom Cruise keeps waking up at the start of this battle yeah. with, like, in the future against aliens and anyway. And there's a scene in it, and my buddy, he's not a huge actor, and he's you know he's been in a couple movies. You might have seen him, but he 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 said I absolutely stole this scene with Tom Cruise. That Tom Cruise nearly wanted to get this scene cut out of the movie, and he's strapping Tom Cruise into one of these huge machines that they go fight the aliens with. You know, they got like big big uh, kind of massive guns on the back of them. They got all these grenades and anything. And, you know, Tom Cruise and he's like, hey, you know, I don't know what I'm doing here. I, I, how do I make this work? I, I don't know. Well, you know, I'm, I'm experienced here. And he, and he goes, and my buddy, this is his line in it. And he goes, yeah, well, I've never been with two girls at the same time before, but you can bet when that day comes, I'll make it work. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> he's wow. like full Aussie accent in it. Oh, and that is like, good. Yeah. Apparently, That's you know, the director was like, cut, that's perfect. And Cruz is like, yeah, we got to get that. We got to get that taken out. He's like, man, uh, they, sta- they stayed in the movie. And yeah, I, I just thought that was good for him. It was good quality movie, like good fun movie. But yeah, they're my, they're kind of my, uh, you know, lines that didn't make it. But there's, there's infin- infinite lines that we could have put in. Like, uh, oh, you absolutely. Know, it's, hey, hey, it's, we'll uh, see you back for Movie Lines Part 2, man. Say part 2. I mean, we, we've literally done Part 6s of some of our topics. So That's right. I, go on I, am, I am down. I'm down whenever you guys uh, need someone to, to to fill in. That's for sure. Mark the tape, Ramona. Colin, you heard him. We've replaced you. Well, <laughs> Welcome to the Power Pipe Podcast. Yeah, you, you are officially... I'll touch up the graphic. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, better hair, facial hair, better accent. Sorry, Colin. Terrible impressions. Colin, <laughs> You've Colin never heard will Colin's. Never hear that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'll never hear it. James has already sang more on That's one true. episode than Colin That's has in 120. So, well, James, <laughs> in all seriousness, man, we really appreciate you. You'll you'll always be what we we call a hashtag friend of the pod, man. To all our listeners out there, go find James on social media. Tell tell everybody where they can find you, James. Uh, just just Twitter and all the normal ones, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, new threads. I still don't know what's going on there. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I try to get out there on social media. But I'll, I'll be on um, Corn Free Tour broadcasts on Golf Channel coming up here soon. And I'm, we've got the podcast Toolbound coming out soon with all the electric players on the Corn Free Tour. And, uh Hopefully on a big uh, network soon. I'm trying to climb that ladder and, uh, and get my voice out there. So, but no, thanks, boys. It's been an absolute blast. I uh, really appreciate you guys inviting me on. Oh, yeah. We had a blast, man. We, we loved it. We had so much fun with you, man. We wish you all the best, man. And uh, yeah, let's keep in touch, man. And I'd uh, love to run it back again uh, on a future episode for sure. Anytime, anytime I'm down for any sort of subject, but especially if it comes to movies, I'm, I'll be here in a heartbeat.
All right. I'm going to remember love that it. for sure. I love it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> well, uh, thank, thanks once again for everybody for listening to the Power 5 Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to interact with us on social media at The Power 5 Pod. You can also send us an email at thepower5pod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any ideas you have for us, topics to rank, or questions for the pod. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Say goodnight, Kevin. You're not fooling anyone, Bender. The next screw that falls out will be you. Eat my shorts. What was that? Eat my shorts. You just bought yourself another Saturday. Ooh, I'm crushed. You just bought one more. Well, I'm free the Saturday after that. Beyond that, I'm going to have to check my calendar. Good, because it's going to be filled. We'll keep going. You want another one? Just say it. Say the word. Instead of going to prison, you'll come here. Are you through? No. I'm doing society a favor. So that's another one right now. I've got you for the rest of your natural born life. If you don't watch your step, you want another one? Yes, you got it. You got another one right there. That's another one, pal. Cut it out. You threw not even close, bud. Good. You got one more right there. You really think I give up another you threw? How many is that? That's seven, including when we first came in and you asked Mr. Vernon whether Barry Manilow knew he raided his closet. Now it's eight. You stay out of this. Excuse me, sir. It's seven. Shut up, Pee Wee.